0: Welcome, everybody, to another edition of Locked on Giants. I'm your host, Art Stapleton, of The Record. For all my coverage of the New York Giants, check out NorthJersey.com, the print editions of The Record, and across the USA Today Network. It is Monday. Hope everyone had a healthy and a blessed Thanksgiving, getting a chance to spend it with family. We celebrated Thanksgiving on Friday in my family, because Thursday night I was in Landover, Maryland and witnessed the ninth loss of the season for the New York Giants. They are now two and nine, 20 to 10 losers at FedEx Field to the Washington Redskins. And what can you say? Uh, brought back down to earth? The offense is still a mess. And the bottom line is the problems with this team, Uh, have stayed with it throughout the season and it's it's hard to watch this game right now it's hard to watch this team they're boring they're fundamentally broken in certain areas the talent level is not where it was to start the season obviously the injuries that's happening and the overall overwhelming negativity that comes with 2-9... and nine ...is there for all to see and feel. And after the game... ...the looks on players' faces were kind of... ...there was disbelief. I wouldn't say there's resignation. I don't believe that the players themselves believe... That the season is over Even though mathematically The playoff hunt Is done Giants were eliminated on Sunday By the Carolina Panthers Ironically in their own building Beating the Jets So at MetLife Stadium The Giants' playoff hopes ended And the Jets If not mathematically The Jets' postseason hopes Are dangling by a thread At this point Uh, But that's to be expected for the Jets They were the ones who were supposed to be tanking And now the Giants still sitting third overall In the NFL draft Cleveland is one, San Francisco is two And the Giants are three So we'll do some recap from Thursday night, Thanksgiving Talk a little bit about some notable things that are happening for the Giants And we'll jump right in Number one Janoris Jenkins, likely facing season-ending ankle surgery. The ankle that some are saying has been nagging him, but he has has not been on the injury report. So, uh, getting injured on the pick six against the Redskins, back-to-back weeks, first guy to have back-to-back pick sixes for the Giants since Percy Ellsworth. It's been that long, and... You know, it's been a wild three and a half weeks for Jackrabbit. You go from missing, uh, coming back late from the bye, to playing horribly. Your worst game as a Giant against the San Francisco 49ers in an embarrassing situation. Then he comes back, has a great game against the Kansas City Chiefs, pick six good defense, and then Thursday night gets another pick six, but on his return, kind of made a cut that he didn't need to make, tweaked his ankle, and now will have will likely have season ending surgery uh, to repair it. So, Jackrabbit out. You know, I made the point today that if the Giants were a made-for-TV movie, the Cornerbacks, Or really the defensive backs But it's mostly the corners Would be a spin-off And a mini-series That would have more drama Than the, the actual movie Of the New York Giants The 2017 version So that brings us to Eli Apple A surprise He was inactive again On Thanksgiving night uh, My initial reaction One or two things Number one was the idea that because the Giants weren't on the practice field, maybe they felt as though Apple didn't want to be. Out, they couldn't put him out there. New York Post comes out with a story yesterday saying that Apple was one of the heavily targeted players in Ben McAdoo's brutally honest meeting. Uh, the film review of the San Francisco 49ers game tape, uh, and Apple was very upset, according to the Post. That he nearly left the building a couple times, he had to talk to Penn McAdoo, actually ended up back out at practice, that teammates were getting on him, and he was not happy. Uh, But the fact remains is that the Giants, and in that story, all continue to insist that the only reason Apple was inactive, or the major reason Apple was inactive, was because... Of the issues that were going on with his mother And the emotions involved with her brain surgery And now that she is in recovery So the Giants and Ben McAdoo in particular Felt as though putting him out on the field uh, Was not the way to go Both on the short week And obviously in the game against Kansas City uh, Four days earlier Uh, But Ross Cockrell played well against the Chiefs Did not play well against the Redskins Uh, He was torched several times, a huge holding penalty that uh, really changed the game and set up the Redskins' uh, touchdown and set everything kind of in motion for the Redskins to close out the Giants. Um, look, the, the bottom line with Eli Apple is that the Giants need to figure it out. Eli Apple needs to figure it out for himself. This is not good. This is not a good situation. Uh, he can bounce back from this and get out on the field and play well and use it as motivation. Uh, but at this point, you got to have tougher skin. Uh, I know it's a difficult time. It's an emotional time, as I've said Uh, But you can't be having that. And you need to have the respect of your teammates in the locker room. So if that's disappearing, that's something that I think the Giants need to attack head-on and Apple needs to attack head-on as well. So reminder, you're listening to Locked On Giants. We are a member of the Locked On Podcast Network. You can find us on iTunes and Google Play and Panoply. Make sure you check out our... Other shows across the network, you can check out. If you're a big Knicks fan, check out, make sure you check out Locked On Knicks for all the information on the big surprise in New York sports, really the team that's carrying the banner. I guess it's the Knicks and the Rangers, but the Knicks, Locked On Knicks, check it out on the Locked On Podcast Network. So that's the situation with Jenkins and Apple. Uh, Let's talk a little bit about the Giants' offense. You know, in 2015, the summer of 2015 in training camp, Jerry Reese talked about the idea that in the NFL nowadays you've got to score 28 points to win. That it's a scoring league now. The league is set up for teams to score. You've got to go out there and score. Now, he gave that speech on August 2nd, 2015. Since that day, the Giants have played 44 games. The final season under Tom Coughlin, and last season, and now this season, 11 games under Ben McAdoo. They have surpassed 28 points, or scored 28 points or more, eight times. Eight out of 44. That's not a good ratio. So this offense, as fundamentally broken as it was back before Ben McAdoo took over as offensive coordinator, it's still broken. There are still a lot of problems here. The fact that the Eagles have scored 30 or more points in five straight games, they're 10-1 atop the NFC and way out in front in the NFC East. And you look at the Giants, and the Giants have not scored more than twenty four points twenty four in seventeen games, and that includes the playoffs you don't you can stop right there at that disparity as to where these two teams are and it's no surprise that the Giants are sitting in last place in the division, and the Eagles are sitting in first. It comes down to the offense. yes, the defense has let this team down time and again this season. The formula was supposed to be play defense. Be solid on offense. Win games. And they haven't played well defensively. They have not played well offensively. They've actually regressed. Don't let what's happened on the offensive side of the ball running the football the last couple weeks change that fact for you. Because it hasn't delivered in points. And as well, individuals can play well. If you're a fantasy football Fan, you know that you can get some good individual efforts. You can get Orleans Darkwa and Wayne Gallman have done their part the last couple weeks. They've been okay. They haven't been terrible. They've been okay. The offensive line has been okay. I mean, the edges were exposed against the Redskins. Eric Flowers gave up his first sack since week two. Chad Wheeler looked like a rookie on, on Thursday night. You know, but the fact remains is that This is a systemic problem with this offense. I truly believe that. And I wrote this column on the train back from Landover on Friday. If you're looking at the Giants and you're expecting changes, the biggest downfall for Ben McAdoo as head coach could ultimately be this offense. And put personnel aside, the reality is this offense is just not performing at a high enough level for this team to be successful. And that falls on Ben McAdoo. You can't have Ben McAdoo stay as head coach and change the offense. So unless John Mara and Steve Tisch believe in this offense and what they've seen from this offense, which I'm not sure how much you can, it's a serious decision that needs to be made, a discussion that needs to be had. The idea of having Ben McAdoo's offense, this offense that he came here and built, And look at the shortcomings that it has now. Now, I know some people will look at the injuries and say, well, look what he's playing with right now. Look at Eli. Look at the receivers he has. He has guys who aren't even, you know, when Sterling Shepard's not out there, uh, at wide receiver, he has guys who wouldn't even be in the league. Okay, I hear you. But this problem goes back to when Sterling Shepard and Odell Beckham Jr. were on the field. You want to substitute... Brandon Marshall for Victor Cruz though that position was filled last year. So this goes well beyond the scoring issues in this team for this team have been there from the beginning of the 2015 season. It led to Tom Coughlin's exit and it could end up leading to Ben McAdoo's exit as well. That's something to consider as you move forward. If this offense is the one you want then I think Ben McAdoo probably has a pretty good chance of staying as head coach. He has five games to show that this thing doesn't fall completely apart. And some of the things he's done as a head coach last couple of weeks, you know, you always used to hear, maybe not in today's day and age, but you used to hear, you know, well, he's acting presidential. Well, Ben McAdoo has acted like a head coach the last couple of weeks. His... You know his demeanor with the players you know maybe getting a little bit too aggressive at times too heavy handed, uh, but he hasn 't been the embarrassment that you thought he was going to be three weeks ago. I understand you want to keep making fun of his haircut and making fun of you know all the things that he 's done wrong, and believe me, if I were the owners of this team, I would seriously consider making a change, but I could see why the owners might give him another chance. Let's not forget, the worst 16-game record in franchise history was 13-12-1. and The head coach of that team was Hall of Famer Bill Parcells. So keep that in mind. I know Ben McAdoo comes off more Ray Hanley than Bill Parcells. That's for sure. But you could understand, at least you should understand, if there's hesitation on ownership's part... For the idea that they don't want to make a mistake on McAdoo. If they've made that mistake already, and I know a lot of you believe that, then they'll pull the trigger. But this was the guy that they felt they had to hire a year ago. It's going to be almost, you know, it's one of those things where is it two years? You know, it'll be two years for McAdoo come January. So, calendar will flip at the end of this season. It'll be two years ago they made the decision that they had to hire McAdoo. And you talk about irony, the fact that Ben McAdoo may have been hired as the Eagles coach if the Giants didn't pounce and keep him here. And now look at where the Eagles are and where the Giants are. A year ago, big move, bold move by the Eagles, getting that quarterback, getting Carson Wentz. The end of last season, they were, they were uh, uh, Part of The fan base in Philly And also nationally, the idea of Was Wentz worth it? Think about where Jared Goff is this year With a, a coach In Sean McVay Versus where he was with Jeff Fisher at the end of last season He was labeled a bust at the end of last season His rookie season And now look where he is Leading one of the best teams in the NFC So that's kind of where we're at. Goff and Wentz in two weeks, when the Giants and Cowboys play at MetLife Stadium, we'll be playing against each other in L.A. That should be the reminder of for the Giants, the idea of how quickly you can turn things around, but also how quickly you can go from the top to the bottom, and that's kind of where the Giants are right now. So I appreciate you coming back to Locked On Giants. Uh, again, hope everybody had a healthy uh, and a blessed Thanksgiving weekend. And we'll be rolling again on our way to Oakland this weekend on Sunday. And uh, we'll have our shows. We're back in the locker room tomorrow for players. And we'll move along. And five games left. Let's see if we can survive together.